Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Today I have a bit of a different episode. I was actually interviewed on Rachel's podcast, She Means Business, and I dropped so much value. We went deep. She asked all the top questions that people usually are maybe too afraid to ask. And I shared some things that I've never shared anywhere before. And so instead of me trying to re-record something solo so that I can drop it here, I just asked Rachel, can I take a piece of that episode and share it with you. So there is honestly so much in this. And I really spoke about how I had my 78K week, which was so incredible, but there was so much more behind it. There was so much behind the scenes. And this was around the time where I had gone from selling my $50 membership six months prior to hitting massive income wins over and over and over. And now that has become a norm in my business. And I am so grateful for myself, for all of the work that I put in over that period to really fast track my growth and step into my high level leadership self and really owning the authority. So I break down how I did it from not just a strategy point of view, but from an inner work point of view, because we need to update our identity. We need to become the high ticket leader if we want to be able to sustain it and not self-sabotage at every single level. So I hope you love this. Let's jump into it. So today I want to talk about a real inside look into a $78,000 week, which is something that Jess achieved in 2022 towards the end of the year. And watching Jess now for so long online and just seeing her journey unfold and hearing about like $50,000 months and even more so than the income that Jess has been creating, more so the lifestyle that she lives behind that income. Because most of the time when I hear about someone doing really high income months, the workload behind it is absolutely ridiculous. And I always say to my partner, if that's what it would take to have a six figure month or a multi six figure month, I don't want it. <laughs> I yeah. actually do not want it. I know. I say all the time, like, yes, monetary wins are great, but at the end of the day, people want money either to feed their ego and feel good or to create the life that they want. So why not create the life at the same time? Like you don't have to wait until you hit a certain money number. Cause I can tell you the people, and I've been there as well. If you're so set on a money number and just like burning out, doing whatever it takes to make that, the more money you earn, the more pressure you're going to have and the more mm-hmm. you're going to feel like stuck in this like never ending hustle. So yeah. yeah. I saw that. I saw a reel the other day and I was like, oh my God, I know some people, I don't know if this is the truth, but I don't, I think some people do enjoy it. I don't know. But I saw a reel the other day that said like how I manage my 15 hour days of working. And I was like, I'm not even going to watch this because I don't even want that in my mind of how to manage. I haven't seen content like that. What I have though seen content around is obviously like the big income months. But then 
yeah, behind the scenes, it's like hectic. They're sharing their mm. burnout and then they're sharing tips around how to not burn out, but they're burning out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, this just feels hectic altogether. Yeah. And you can totally feel that energy. So yeah. this podcast is all around like having really real conversations when it comes to building a business, because I think a lot of people hear about people's wins and, oh my God, they're traveling the world and they're having these big income months and they've gone from A to Z in two months And it's amazing, but there's not enough talk about what it has really taken for each individual. And we can find like parts of ourselves and everyone's story and find inspiration from that. So I really want to talk a bit about this $78,000 week that you had. And I have a few questions I want to ask, but firstly, like tell us a little bit about you and the work that you do as a business coach. Yes. So I am a business and mindset coach. So I combine deep strategies, consumer psychology, marketing, business structures, price, all this, the tangible masculine side with the deep mindset. So I love diving into like deep shadow work, limiting beliefs, all of the things beneath the layers, because if there's certain things blocking us from next level success or certain caps we come up against, usually there's something in the mindset because literally our brains are controlling everything we do. So (laughs) of course that's going to play a huge part, but I think a lot of people go all mindset. They're like, cool, let me get a mindset coach. And then it's like, okay, you feel great now, but like what action are you taking? What things are you doing to create that reality? Or they go all strategy. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, but there's a reason why this strategy isn't working for you right now. So yeah, I do that. And I love just diving deep. And I've also run, built, scaled five successful businesses before then. So I kind of bring my knowledge and expertise with my experience in all different business models as well, which is really, really cool that I get to work with such a diverse range of businesses. Yeah, I love that so much. So let's dive straight into talking about the $78,000 week that you had. I know that everyone listening will want to soak up all of your wisdom around this. So can you just talk to us a little bit about it? How long did it take you to get to this point? And were you actually planning to have a $78,000 week when Mm -hmm. it happened? No, I definitely wasn't. I think to business in business, you can plan to an extent, um, but even even in business, like there's always these up and down roller coasters. So it's like, no matter how much you plan, sometimes shit hits the fan. Sometimes things don't go as well, the momentum, you know, so I didn't really plan that. And before I jump into that a little bit, I just wanted to add some context. So that was 78K cash. And I think there's a lot of conversations and the more I've been talking about money with my clients, the more I've realized that people don't understand what cash means, what revenue means, what mm. sales means. And so cash means dollars entered my bank account on that week, literally. Um, whereas sales or revenue is like, cool, I signed up a client, they've paid me $2,000 today, but over time, it'll be $15,000. So people mm-hmm. love to talk about online, like I had a $15,000 sales week, but it was $2,000 cash. So mm-hmm. there's no right or wrong. And I think everything should be celebrated because it's freaking amazing either way. Um, but yeah, I like to talk about cash. I like to talk about profit, you know, behind the sales because some people are out there and I know people like I have friends or different people they're making a million dollars 
but they're also spending a million dollars to make that million, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's a big difference. Um, so that was insane because that was the amount that actually landed in my bank account, which was really, really cool and kind of surreal because last year I was doing so much inner work and just, I closed down my membership and shifting my messaging and like creating a whole bunch of new programs. And so I was doing all of that up until this point and things just started to drop in. Things just started to click. And I mean, in saying that at the start of the year, I had like 55K month in January and it was going pretty well. Like it wasn't like I just woke up one day and here we are at 78K. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't expected. Mm, I love that so much. So what do you actually really feel changed in order for you to be able to actually hold that income growth? I always love these conversations around like what you actually did in order to allow yourself to receive that income, because that's Mm -hmm. a big conversation, but then to also be able to hold that, like, holy shit, most people don't even earn $78,000 a year in their full-time jobs. So Mm -hmm. to receive that in a week, there's a lot of behind the scenes work, mentally that kind of goes into that yeah so a lot of it for me was really around because the the challenge with it is we can mentally block it right if someone's like hey I want to pay you a shit ton of money and like the way you handle that the wording that you use the energy that you bring to those conversations can literally make or break it so a lot of people tend to focus on sales strategies and while there's like definitely a time and a place and like there's so much you can do around uh, marketing strategies the main part for me was all inner all Mm. of it and I had gotten really really clear on who I wanted to work with what was the vibe what was the energy who was I calling in and I had boundaries around that and I just basically stepped into becoming that next level self, my next level self that was like clients come into my world and pay me these massive, massive amounts. You know, I have dream clients coming in who don't default on their payments and who would just be at that next level. And so I started to look into that and really journal on that and think about it. But I will say the hardest part for me around that was imagination versus reality, right? So we can like journal on, oh, when I have a hundred K, I'm just going to feel so excited. But I really dropped into how does my nervous system feel? Mm. Can I just breathe and like visualize for a moment? What would it feel like to have someone enter my DMs? Like, you know, all of these people entering my world, wanting to work with me. And then in those moments, I could notice what came up for me. And it's shifting through those that was the key. So before that had even happened, I'd done this work. And now this work isn't just going to happen if you're visualizing in your bedroom, you know, (laughs) we do the action as well. But I knew that I was on this trajectory. So I was like, I need to level the hell up. Otherwise, I'm going to sabotage. I'm going to sabotage the hell out of it. And for quite a few months before this happened, I was hitting like this income ceiling. I was like, what is going on? Like, how can it almost be the exact same income every single month? Um, Something's going on here. Like I am doing something that is capping it. So yeah, I really had to envision that. And the main things that came up for me was being comfortable with 
holding more with actually saying, okay, the money can enter, but the pressure for me was, what if I can't sustain that level, you know? And so then I got to shift those beliefs and work through that versus just saying, how can I try and sell harder to get more people? Yeah, there's so much in that that I like. I know. I was like, let me just brain dump all of it. (laughs) It's so good. So there's three things. And before I forget, I'm just going to say them all and we can go through it. How you actually set those boundaries for who you were calling in. Um, Some of the things that you needed to do to actually step into that level, because you said that like, you obviously had to envision who that version of you was, who could hold that money. So what you actually had to do differently and then ways in the past that you self-sabotage. So Mm. let's start with the boundaries. I knew if I didn't say all three of them, I'd forget. (laughs) So what were the kind of boundaries that you had? Because I talk a lot about as well, getting really clear on who you want Mm. to work with, the energy of that, like even the little things you said around, they don't default on their payments. They're excited to show up and work with me and implement. But what are the boundaries that you set? Yeah, because I think a lot of times when people do like, who is my dream client? They're like service-based business owners making 10K. And I'm like, that's not telling you who the person is though. Like there's a big difference. There can be like a crazy person (laughs) doing that and there can be like your dream, dream client. So um, yeah, I got really, really clear on the vibe firstly and the boundaries that I had to start setting within myself. So I actually did a post on this that I said, Cleaning out my energy leaks were the keys to me really stepping into my authority. And I think that sounds very wishy-washy. It's like, what the hell is an energy leak, Jess? (laughs) But what I started to do was I started to take check of where was I throwing my boundaries out the window? Where was I being a bit leaky behavior um, where I was like checking emails late at night or where was I replying to DMs? Or, you know, outside of where I maybe wanted to, where was I trying to be liked by my clients or just potential clients? Where was I just feeling like I had to prove who I was Mm -hmm. versus just being like, I am freaking amazing and I get to hold this level. So there's a few different things that I really started to notice within myself and clean those up. And to be honest, we're going to be cleaning up for the rest of our lives. <laughs> there's there's always new things that we realize about ourselves. Things that are serving me now probably won't serve me at the next level as well. So yeah, I started to just take check of where am I entertaining clients who don't respect my boundaries still. And so I actually had to, and I actually ended a few contracts with some clients oh, nice. who, um, and that's pretty hard when you're like, cool, I have this big income goal, but let me just let go of all <laughs> the income. But I wouldn't be able to call in those higher level clients or the not necessarily higher level in terms of like money or how long they're being, but just like the vibe. But mm. also the way people behave in your world is a result of you allowing them to. It's actually got nothing to do with the client. Yes, there are going to be clients who respect you more than some others, but it comes down to how well have you communicated that Mm. to them and like taught them basically how to treat you as well. Yeah, that's so important. So then there's the part of like you looked at 
who you had to be in order to achieve like that next income because you said that you were stagnant or you were staying mm. at this one income. I was like hitting it every month, every month, every month. And I've experienced that myself before. And you're like, oh my God, I got to do yeah. more work because I more shit out. So when you actually wrote down in your journal or you thought about like what that was, what are some like key things that you actually had to do or work on that was going to allow you to go from A to B? you wanted to make so do you mean like my own shifts that I had to make or how do people tangibly do it I guess both yeah 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 Yeah. so for me it was I think the hardest part for a lot of people is you're experiencing this cap which I was by no means complaining it was pretty cool where (laughs) I was at but it's like cool I I'm ready to dream bigger I'm ready to step into this bigger level and you know, sometimes you're in like systemization. Let me just create the foundation mode. Um, But other times you're like, let me go. But like, I'm not getting there. So what is going on? And I think it's really, it's happening subconsciously, which means you need to bring it to your consciousness first. Like I was like, why am I hitting this income bracket? I could post more on social media, but there's a deeper reason why. And so I had to start asking myself or just noticing in the moments, like, oh, what did I do there? Like, why did that feel a bit uncomfortable? Or what happened in those situations? And I always have a coach myself as well, which is really, really helpful because it can help you bring it out. And this is obviously what I help my clients with as well, mm-hmm. because if it's subconscious, it can be hard to see your own shit sometimes because yeah. your ego is like, oh, hell no, we're not looking at this today. <laughs> um, so I had to really a few things. And I actually turned these biggest like shadows into my biggest superpowers, which was really, really cool. So the the first thing was like letting go of the nice girl. I was like, okay, I'm trying to be liked. I'm trying to water myself down. I'm trying to be, Hey, everybody be my best friend. But that meant I wasn't being the leader and the authority that I needed to be. And when I started to step into being that authority, um, more and like less watering myself down, just saying what I really wanted to say. Um, people wrote posts about me. People literally wrote posts about how terrible I was as a person and like all of these things, even though my own Instagram had like all the comments of people saying, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Thank you for your insight. The one post that someone wrote with like a bajillion comments about me <laughs> in the comments I saw that and because I'd done this work leading up to it and it it continues to, you know, it's going to happen, but that was probably my biggest block or fear because the more success you create, the more people want to rip you down from Mm -hmm. that, you know? So um, I saw this post and instantly it triggered me, but I, because I'd done the work, I was able to decide I can either take this as proof that I need to step the hell back down and like water myself back down Or it could be proof that this is the universe saying, hey, you said you're ready for that next level. Here you go. Can you hold this? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I can hold this. I can. And so I got to transcend through that. I think it's really, really powerful when we have these challenges. It's like going to the gym. Imagine you go to the gym and you're like, I'm going to the gym. And you literally don't lift one weight or do one thing. And then you go home, like not much is going to happen. Or you go to the gym and you're like, you lift the weights. And every time you lift heavier and heavier, you're going to be able to 
hold that in future. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of the way I see challenges. It's like, actually, this is your future self. You're building up those muscles and you're stepping into it. So yeah, that was one of the biggest pieces around being more visible and actually getting some hate for that. Um, and so obviously like I wasn't setting out to trigger people, but you're going to trigger people and that's their own business. That's okay. (laughs) That gets to be okay when you're clear on the bigger mission. Um, and the other part was obviously being comfortable with holding that level of money. Cause sometimes we can be like, okay, I could hold that. Maybe I could hold a million, but like, if I think about it, a billion I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like I, right now, if I'm thinking about if $1 billion entered my bank account, my nervous system, even just thinking about it right now, my nervous system is like, holy shit. Like how many even zeros is that firstly? (laughs) And then like, what would I do with that? Like, not that you need to know what you would do with it. You can welcome in all the abundance, but that's something I would need to work through, you know? So we get to meet ourselves at our own edges at every single step And what would that feel like? What would that mean? What would I want to do with it? Because money for money's sake, I don't know, you know, it's not really, it's a number in the bank. What would I want to do with it? And that then can anchor it to a deeper mission as well. So yeah, there was so many things, to be honest, I can't even remember. I did so much journaling over that time, but those were kind of the two main things um, that I had to work through myself around stepping into that next level. And the funny thing is I knew this was kind of coming. So before the money had even come in or like been confirmed, my mindset was already past that. Like my inner body literally felt to an extent of delusion that I'd already received that because I was so rock solid in that. So then obviously when I did receive it, it felt so like Mm. amazing um, and I celebrated it, but it was just like, of course that happened. Cause I, yeah. I already was so embodied in that. And that's such a different feeling on the nervous system as well. Mm-hmm. Like I've already received it. So of course, yeah. if you've already received it, you're already being the version of you who yeah. has received it. And so I really love what you're saying here because it just shows everyone who's listening, who has that like feeling inside of them of like, I'm made for more wealth and like, more amazing growth in my business that there are so many lessons behind that 78,000. And this is something that I really wish more people shared because Mm. most people just want to share the highlight reels because the highlight reels is what makes their audience go, oh my God, I want to earn that. Let's get to work. Let me sign up and pay her all this money and let's work together. Whereas like sharing these deeper lessons, some people are scared to do that and talk about Mm. some of the shit they've had to go through to yeah. even get there and even the shit you go through to get to five thousand dollars a month and then ten thousand dollars a month. every single level it's yeah. a whole another thing um and I think that's obviously like I'm loving that so many more people are comfortable with sharing income mm. because I think it's so empowering to see and be exposed to what is possible yes. so I think that's really really awesome but what I think is really challenging now and and as we move into this year consumerism is changing. It's no longer like, oh, cool. You made hundred K I'm going to sign up with you. And that's the only buyer, yeah. like, you know, choice. Um, it's like, what can you teach me beneath that? Cause like a lot of people can make money. Sometimes it's just like, oh, it just happened. Um, 
but I'm really, really passionate about, like you said, breaking down the how and not the how from this is exactly what I did. So you need to do exactly this too. But like, how do we do that? I have Mm. strategies in place. I have these things. So I don't burn out. I have the mindset tools that we can use to like unlock that for you. So I think it's really powerful when people share income to share the lesson behind it. And even with that post that I did, I wrote, I just, whatever it said, to be honest, this is paraphrasing, but 78K (laughs) in one week and I almost didn't share it. Here's why. And I spoke about, I was afraid to share it. I was afraid of the judgment. Here's what I learned, you know? So it gets to be really, really powerful when people do share those lessons and it's also going to be more potent for your audience as well. Mm, 100%. I love love what you said then about, people not just signing up anymore because of how much money you make. Like I remember when I first shared my first $10,000 month and the inquiries I got from mm-hmm. people who weren't even aligned clients for me yeah. just because I was having my first $10,000 month and they were desiring that. It's yeah. just not like that anymore. And, and I love that because there has mm. to be so much more to a mentor or to yeah. a coach than just the income. Because just because you made $78,000 in a week or someone else did, it doesn't always mean they can help someone else do it, right? Mm. Can they actually help you get to that point is such yeah. a big question in that. Um, so I know there's a lot of people listening who would be thinking like, amazing, but how? Like, Mm. I want you to sit down. (laughs) This is how so many people think, right? I want you to sit down and give me a step-by-step formula and blueprint to exactly how you did it. Mm. What is your advice to somebody who is thinking that way? Because I know there are a lot of people listening to this podcast who would be thinking that right now. Yeah. And I just felt my heart like fall out of my pants for a second (laughs) because I was like, oh no. But I know like people do, they're like, no, no, no. Like, I get it, Jess, you did some journaling, but like, no, 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 tell me how. (laughs) And people are willing to do what it takes to an extent. But when it means looking at your own shit, when it means being patient, even when you see zero results, that is the key. And there's so much that I could, I won't go down the rabbit hole of that because like, you know, holding still and holding that trust when the results aren't showing up is the biggest make or break factor, I think, in a lot of people. But to be honest, the way I coach, and I'm sure you too, but the way I coach, even for all my clients, is never one size fits all because everyone has a different definition of success. And if you don't, if your definition right now is someone else's, then you need to figure yours out. (laughs) But everyone has a different definition of success. Everyone has a different business. Everyone has different life experiences, ways of thinking, Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs, shadows, experiences, like all of the things. Um, And we can give you the strategies around like consumer psychology. How do you convert clients? How do you gain more visibility? How do you do that? But if you haven't got the whole picture and something that is going to work really, really well for you, Mm. it is not sustainable. It is not sustainable. And I have built and scaled five successful businesses in the past, like international warehouses with my swimwear brand, had a bricks and mortar event venue that was like sold out, booked out every weekend. And I actually haven't shared this before, but I started that bricks and mortar events venue because I saw other people having success with it. And also I did say to myself, look, I love 
photo shoots and events and I love the venue and I could use it for my own photo shoots and events. So it was like a smart decision, but what sparked the inspiration was seeing other people have success. And I grew that over a year and it was booked out and it's like society's idea of success, but I hated it. Like it gave me anxiety. It didn't give me fulfillment. Like, yeah, it was making money. Yeah, it was ticking along. I literally did no work to book it out. We had things automated, systemized, all of that. But it wasn't my idea of success. And so I think that is the missing piece that a lot of people don't realize you need your foundations first. If you're not clear on that first, you're going to put in all of this energy and effort going in a direction, chasing the dollar, dollar bills, and they're not going to come because you're not grounded in it. And if you're not grounded in it, you're not going to go through or sit through the tough times when nothing is moving. Mm, Oh my gosh, that right there is such a huge piece. I'm like, sigh for all the people who think like, how can I do exactly what Jess did? Because that will get me the $78,000 a month. And it's kind of like that whole saying, what's, what is it? Like we can all eat the same food, but we'll never have the exact same body. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing in business. And there are a lot of people out there in all different industries who are giving, I remember when I was um, uh, hired a personal trainer and all 12 of us who did this challenge got the exact same meal plan. Oh, wow. Yet I was 17 and incredibly thin. And there were other people who were overweight, who were in their 50s trying to lose weight. And we all oh, got the wow. same thing. Yeah. And there are so many things out there that that do that. And then people wonder mm. why they're not seeing results in all different areas of their life. It's like every yeah. relationship is business. Um, every relationship is different. Every business is different. Yeah. So I think that's such an important part just there. Yeah. And I think the mindset is a huge part of that. Like I I don't know if anyone else thinks like this, but I always imagine like, I wish I could trade brains with someone for a day because like it would just be so interesting to feel how their body feels like and thinks and because we all think so differently. And yeah. even like two of my clients, so recently one of my clients was coming, she was doing really, really well in her business, but she kept hitting this block as well. And like we dug deep and figured out that She had experiences in the past from past friendships who, when she gained success, they literally copied her entire business and then bullied her for it. And then all of her friends like disowned her because it was like this whole thing, right? Pretty traumatic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what she linked that to was when I'm successful, all of my friends leave me, like everything goes bad, all of the things that could have created that. And so not everyone's going to have that story. And like, you know, that was the only reason stopping her. I was like, right, you keep coming back and we haven't done the things. So let's dig into that because there's a reason why you're not doing the things, even though you want to. So yeah, it's just, I mean, I could talk all day on why one size fits all does not work. And that is why it's really, really cool to have different mentors and have people that can help you figure out what the thing is for you. Yeah, totally. And I love that. That's why you mix the mindset and business together because yeah. that's what I do as well. I feel yeah. like you just can't have one without the other. We're mm-hmm. always evolving and growing in both of them at, at the same time. So yeah. that's such an important part. 
This was honestly one of my favorite interviews ever. So thank you so much to Rachel for letting me repurpose this episode, but also for being just a bomb ass host. There was way, way more to this episode. It went for almost an hour. So I have put the link in the show notes if you want to listen to the rest and I will see you on the next episode. 